so I always was, you know, like very urban, you know, like raised in Paris uh, and then working in Geneva in a very international environment. But when I arrived in Cambodia, I finally felt at home, which is absolutely crazy because at that time you had like electricity cut, uh, you had a way to, uh, there was, you know, like very no taxi, only, you know, like tuk-tuk or even motodop and uh, and I really felt at home, which is very strange. I cannot explain. It was like a total, you know, like I totally fall in love, love at first, you know, like sight. Um, amazing. I've been to um, Cambodia a very long time ago as well when I was a little kid. Um, my family and I went on holidays Um I actually don't remember. I don't remember too much, but I do remember being on. Um, is it Ton Tonle Tonle Sap Lake? Um, yeah, in Siem Reap. Yeah, correct. And I remember. All I, all I remember is that we were on a boat, like on a guided tour, like a boat. And then this little girl um, come on another boat to our boat, and she start. She tried to sell us like, um, you know, Coke, you know, a can of Coke or. Yeah. Lobbies or whatever. And <laughs> I'm like, and I was looking, it was quite strange because, you know, this girl maybe only maybe, you know, a couple years younger than me at the, at the time. So, yeah, it's just very, um, I guess sometimes um, I was fortunate to be born where I, where I am. Um, there's no other way to put well, it, I guess. you definitely yeah. need to come back. I mean, uh, this maybe has not changed, but the, the whole city, country has changed a lot. Mm. A lot yeah. of development. Yeah. Good or bad, both probably, but... Uh, much more developed now. Yeah, no, great. Yeah, I mean that's why I brought you on today to um to be a, <laughs> to be a guest on the, uh, on my podcast, the Borderless Podcast. Really great to have you on, Ratana. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Sean. A pleasure. Yeah. So as I mentioned before in the previous call, you know I've been you know going around Southeast Asia, inviting guests on to sort of explore. Um, I think a lot of countries that aren't really talked about or really have a bad perception. Um, maybe globally or in the West or even within Asia, I don't know. So that's why I'm sort of trying to, you know, out of curiosity, trying to, you know, find some of those positive aspects of each country um, that often isn't talked about. So thanks for coming on board. Um, maybe just to start off with, uh, maybe just give the audience a bit of an introduction to, you know, who you are and what you do. Sure. So uh, my name is Ratana. Um, I'm uh, 50 now. Uh, I was uh, born in Cambodia, uh, educated in France. I left the country when I was two, just before the war. I was, I think, in this sense, uh, very lucky. Uh, and I came back 18 years ago now. Mm. Fantastic. And now what I'm doing is that I'm doing several things. I mean, since, uh, since I arrived, in fact, uh, at that time, I mean, there was like not that much. I mean, there was a lot to do, but uh, not so much, I would say, opportunities. But uh, um, I've done several things. I mean, maybe I mean, we will come to that later. Uh, but since then, now uh, what I'm doing is that I'm a private sector uh, development specialist. Uh, just to say, uh, I mean, behind, you know, like this complicated word it means only that I'm through working, you know, like mainly with the private sector um, as a consultant uh, for uh, different uh, agencies. Um, and I work, you know, like on topics such as uh, inclusive business, women empowerment, um, development of the private sector, you know, like startup, etc. Uh, I'm also involved, you know, like in several things, um, such as I'm on the board of director uh, of um, institutions uh, like bank, 
And I also launched, you know, like a, a project that I really love uh, is um, at the um, uh, Cambodia Community of Investment Professionals, where we also um, train and we, we try I mean, to promote, you know, like best practices and we train uh, students um, in um, things related to, uh, to financial markets in Cambodia. Great. No. In short, there's many things, in short. That's a lot of things. So no, I'm sure we'll get through to each of them um, a bit later on. But maybe just bringing it back a little bit to maybe your childhood, you know, that move from Cambodia to France. Um, maybe yeah. just give us a little background about, you know, that, that whole journey. Sure. Well, I mean, I was I was lucky, you know, like um, because uh, as, as uh, some uh, – at that time, you know, like Cambodia was – more French speaking. Uh, so I had family uh, who was there, you know, like studying and my grandparents um, brought me there, you know, like to visit family and we had, unfortunately, I mean, to stay. Um, I lost my parents, you know, like during the, the civil war. Uh, I have not, you know, like much memory uh, of it. So um, uh, it happened, you know, to a lot of families uh, here. Uh, but I was very lucky, I mean, to be, uh, to be, to grow, to grow up, you know, like in, in, in France, uh, where education was free and uh, very good quality. Uh, I had my family, you know, like uh, my grandparents, but also my uncle, etc. So I grew up in a family uh, which was uh, not traditional in a way. I mean, we were all, you know, like speaking French uh, at, at home. Uh, so uh, I would say that we were lucky. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I was too. So I, I could say that, unfortunately, you know, like French was more even my mother tongue in a way. Mm. Um, and uh, it was it was a happy uh, childhood in a way, I would say yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just curious because obviously... Um like many migrants that come to the West, like Australia, you know, we had a, you know, a lot of Vietnamese, for example, that came during the Vietnamese war, for example, um, the communities were very, how do I say, um, had a lot of, a lot of hardships um, and struggles. And I was just wondering in terms of from the Com Cambodian community in France, was there, do you ever feel out of place or did you feel everything you would, you know, treated quite well? Mm, no, um, honestly, no. I mean, for, for Asian in France um, at that time, and it was, you know, quite a while ago, uh, there was no issues at all. Uh, we were well integrated. Um, in addition, you know, I grew up in a, in a Chinatown, you know, like in, in Paris. So, I mean, there was a lot of Asian. Um, obviously, um, it depends also, you know, like how, how, how things going on, you know, at school and Asian in general. And it's true, you know, like we were working and we had good grades. So, I mean, we, we, we blended quite well. Um, but what I would say is that, for example, um, I don't know, I mean, for the other countries, but for Cambodian, there was, you know, like this uh, huge um, taboo about the country. You know, a lot of people, you know, like uh, lost uh, uh, some family members. And um, I grew up, of course, you know, like uh, in a Cambodian family um, who raised me, you know, like with the values and, and all the, uh, the education, you know, like linked to, to, to Cambodian, traditional Cambodian family. But we were not talking much about Cambodia. Uh, because obviously, you know, like my grandparents, you know, like uh, lost uh, their, their, you know, like daughter. 
and uh, we were not talking uh, much. So I grew up, you know, like in this education with all the codes, but um, uh, but with this, you know, like I would say um, trauma uh, from the community where, you know, like uh, in Cambodia, it was war, you know, like uh, horrors. I mean, the, the war. So we were not talking much about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, 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 it, it, which is even more, um, which is why I wanted you on as a guest because, you know, Cambodia is probably one of those countries where if you're born overseas, you probably, as you mentioned, you probably wouldn't think about going back because of all the trauma, you know, from your parents, grandparents and so forth. So anyway, I think we'll get to that a bit later, but maybe before we get to why you moved back to Cambodia, um, maybe just explain a bit about your career, you know, your career journey, you know, within Europe and yeah, just give us, just bring us along on that journey. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, I was, as I said, you know, like I was lucky. I had good grades, so I mean, I did, you know, like a, a double master and then a PhD. Uh, in uh, in and at that time, um, I, um, I fell in love. <laughs> so I followed, you know, like my boyfriend, uh, who became my husband since then. Um, at the end of our um, studies, uh, he was doing his. Um, the equivalent, you know, of military service, but at UN. So, I mean, he moved him into Switzerland. I followed him and um, uh, I was a little bit fed up with my, um, with my PhD. So I started to work in a bank. Uh, so I was portfolio manager in a private bank there. And uh, okay. yeah, so it was, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, here again, I think that we were lucky. Uh, Switzerland was wonderful, I would say. Um, uh, good, uh, you know, like a good career. So everything was uh, was fine. Um, and uh, yes, indeed, you know, like there's not much I mean to say uh, about my career, you know, like in in, in Europe because um, I work mainly, you know, like in in the banking sector. I also worked a little bit, you know, like uh, at UN uh, because uh, well, when we decided yeah to move to Cambodia, I mean it was a bit delayed. So I mean I worked, you know, like as a as, as an economist uh, at the UN. In fact, you know, like in Geneva, you had like uh, banks and uh, UN. So, so yeah, so that, that's it. Yeah, I was just curious about your the way you, your career progressed um, when you were in Europe before we get to Cambodia. Yeah. Um, so obviously you were very finance-minded, you know, you got your CFA, so forth. Um, is that in terms of within Europe, like climbing, I don't know how career progression works there. Do you find it quite easy to progress the ranks? Um, and I think we talked about this a bit before the show around, you know, stuff like the glass ceiling, the bamboo ceiling, especially, you know, you're female and Asian and, you know, and how that all interplays into your career as well. Maybe just give us a flavor um, yeah, around well that. Yeah. So, so first of all, yeah, I'm finance oriented, but honestly, when I was studying, it was not, you know, like the main, uh, my main, you know, like uh, background. Uh, I was more on innovation. So I was always passionate about the economy and innovation. Uh, I ended up, you know, like in, in the banking sector, as I said, you know, by chance, simply because in, in Geneva, in Switzerland, I mean, there was only, you know, like a banks and, yes. and the UN. Uh, but um, when I arrived in like in the banking sector, it was quite traditional. Uh, so quite funny, I must say, because uh, here again, you know, like very specific codes, um, especially, you know, like in private banking, because you have mainly, you know, like um, individual clients, wealthy clients. Uh, so um, would I say that it was, you know, like... Um, um, it was 
some glass ceiling yes but it didn't show at all you know like uh, uh, because um, simply because switzerland was quite lucky i mean it's an island of how can i say prosperity uh, especially at that time so everyone you know like was well paid i mean you could not see really poor people uh, and um, and um, and it was a very traditional sector so maybe i mean in that sense uh, you had you know like this kind of not discrimination but uh, well i mean maybe now you know like many 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 years later i mean i can say it i mean we were you know like young graduates i mean we were hired and the first i mean to be promoted for example were the the the, the male one you know like mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that we were also working hard and and yeah i mean so i mean it's it's um, in general finance sector you know like it's a, it's very male oriented um environment i would not complain about it um it taught you a lot uh, and and it's never I, i don't think that honestly i mean it's um it's uh, conscious um but obviously i mean it has impact in your life and uh looking back you know like now that i am much 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 you know like uh, uh more i would say aged and matured um of course um you have to you have to acknowledge it and and you have also i mean to 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 be uh to to raise you know like when you see i mean this kind of thing uh which was not the case i mean every everyone especially you know like just i mean the the, the female uh, staff you know like working in the bank i mean we were kind of accepting you know like that fact and and therefore you know playing i would say the rules you know like that were not ours um i don't say that it's it's bad but i mean if it can be improved of course uh, it's better uh, you cannot change things you know like um uh, from you know in, in overnight uh, so um let, let's just try maybe i mean to raise our children and you know like the young generation uh, to be a little bit more you know like uh, conscious uh, about you know like this difference uh, without uh, stigmatizing them Yeah. No, it's important. Yeah. No, I completely <laughs> agree. I think, you know, things are improving um generally. It so is. Yes. yeah, just gener- I think a lot of it is just generational things will just yeah, get better over time. So now that's no, good to hear. Um maybe maybe next we'll just move on from, you know, that U- Ukraine Europe to why you moved back to Cambodia. I think that would be yeah. quite interesting because as we mentioned before, it was probably quite a unusual thing to do at the time, so Yeah, it, it is. It, it was not that unusual because I mean the country uh, has signed, you know, like the, the, their their peace, um, uh, you know, like um, agreement um, in '92. So so it was not unusual. I mean, to have people, you know, like going to Cambodia and helping their family, etc. Uh, but in my case, uh, I had like some some uncles, you know, like going there exploring. Uh, but it was not, you know, like the, the, it was v- a very much at that time uh, in the developed countries, uh, country. But um, the way, I mean, we came back in Cambodia, I mean, was indeed, you know, like quite uh, interesting because I did not plan uh, to come back at all. You know, like I had my uh, little life, you know, very comfortable in Cambodia. 
And uh, my hus- it is my husband, I mean, who was working in like in the development sector at UN, who got the contract and he was proposed, I mean, to go to Cambodia for four years. Um, he was proposed, I mean, to go to many other countries before. I always said no, because, you know, like I had a career, uh, we were doing well, and I did not see, you know, like the point of being, you know, like an expat. Um, but when he proposed me Cambodia, honestly, there was, you know, like just a click and... Uh, I said yes, immediately. Um, My family was not happy at all. Uh, Part of them, yes, but my my family, you know, my parents, they were not happy at all. You know, like they were like, oh my God, what are you doing there, et cetera. Uh, It's it's a big mistake. Um, But for me, you know, like it was uh, the, the, the idea of discovering something different um and and get you know like the chance of experimenting it you know like uh in a very comfortable way because it was supposed to be for four years only um i said yeah okay just let's go and um and this is how i mean we ended up you know like in uh, in cambodia okay and um amazingly uh so this is what i mean i want to say is that when i so i always was you know like very urban you know like raised in paris uh and then working in Geneva in a very international environment. But when I arrived in Cambodia, I finally felt at home, which is absolutely crazy because at that time you had like electricity cut, uh, you had a way to, uh, there was, you know, like very no taxi, only, you know, like tuk-tuk or even motodop. And uh, and I really felt at home, which is very strange. I cannot explain. It was like a total, you know, like a, totally fall in love love at first you know like sight um amazing well yeah that's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) fantastic story i think i've um like previous guests have also said similar things as well they sort of you know weren't expecting to come back but then they've stayed for a very long time now so and how long you been in cambodia now what eight more than 18 years 18 years yeah 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 18 years we we came back my i had like my first son in geneva and he was three months old and uh, then, I mean, we have now, I mean, two other sons, uh, all, you know, like um, educated here and uh, very happy. So after four years, you know, like when the contract ended, uh, we decided to stay. Um, amazingly, because uh, because honestly, you know, like uh, here again, it was very comfortable, uh, the idea of coming back. But I could not see myself. Uh, there was so much happening here. I mean, the pace of development. Um, I could not see myself, you know, like going back, I mean, to my comfortable life. Um, and yeah, so um, uh, my husband, I mean, take also the decision. So to leave, you know, like he went. He was still working, you know, like with the Ministry of Commerce um, on the same, you know, like topic, but, but paid as a, uh, embedded consultant, you know, like on project. So he was more or less doing uh, the same thing, but uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah, on on the other budget. So uh, gotcha. so here again, yeah, very. Um, we were very happy with this decision. Great. Yeah. Um, actually, when you first came to Cambodia, obviously you said you know you felt at home, felt very comfortable. But I'm sure you know as you you know you've lived in Europe your whole life, as you mentioned, and then coming back, how did you adjust culturally? Because you don't speak. Like Khmer, uh, that well, right? Yeah. So it was very complicated, you know. Like, um, I mean, language uh, is still, you know, like a, a big issue for me. Uh, I was raised, you know, by a family. I mean, who was, uh, for, except for my grandmother, speaking perfectly French. 
Um, and for whatever reason, my grandfather didn't want me to speak to me, you know, in Khmer because he was afraid that I would not, you know, like um, assimilate, you know, like the, the French culture, which, which is a bit weird. But um, so my grandmother educated me. So I understood, you know, at that time, uh, Khmer, but she was, you know, like very traditional, a very traditional woman. So uh, Khmer was used mainly, I mean, to educate me. So and she was giving orders. Uh, it was never, you know, like a language of communication. It was always one way. So when I arrived here and um, because, you know, like uh, Asian, as you know, you know, like have a very, um, uh, have, you know, like this, this respect with, for ancestors and elders, etc. I was not allowed, I mean, to, 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 to respond, you know, it was only saying yes. I mean, she, she said, do this and I was doing it. So, um, uh, so for me, I mean, Khmer was associated, you know, like to, to, to this uh, uh, to, to this type of thing. So when I arrived here, I was just incapable, you know, like of communicating, you know, like really properly. And I was always super afraid, I mean, to make mistakes. Um, however, uh, in some ways, I'm not the only one, you know. <laughs> so a lot, you know, like a, a lot of uh, returnees, you know, like me, I mean, had very difficulty, you know, like to adjust with the Khmer language. First, because it's a complicated one in terms of, um, it's not like Chinese where you have six tones, but in Cambodia, you have 26 boils. So uh, pronouncing it, you know, like uh, is it, a bit challenging. And the problem also is that with uh, the, with the uh, peace, you know, like process, you had a lot of UN, uh, and um, uh, agencies, uh, and you have a lot of NGO, etc. You know, like uh, being in Cambodia, and I would say that the English penetration was quite good. Um, so when you started, I mean, to speak in Khmer with the population, uh, they, they, they tend I mean, to um, to answer to you in English, mm. which was, you know, like a bit, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a bit hard, but uh, <laughs> but 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 convenient and that's the problem so so except if you go you know like in the countryside uh, here in Cambodia I mean you can spend you know like the all your life you know like speaking only English honestly mm. uh, so it was an issue and uh, I'm struggling I think that I, I do you know like kind of blockage I understand very well uh, but my Khmer level I mean remains you know like a quite basic not mm. not not for work you know not suitable for work yeah i'm very ashamed about that you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really you know like yeah. it's but it, it's yeah i think it's yeah. psychology it's very <laughs> yeah it's very difficult like i have the same issue as well so my, my parents speak great english i was born here um again similar to your story like my mother you know spoke cantonese but again there's not a conversation i would always reply back in english and anything that was said was more about you know something about dinner or some sort of instruction as you said so yeah it was i'm very similar in terms of my my, my language skills are very poor as well and i think i'm just fortunate to be you know born in an era where english is the dominant language which helps a lot especially you know international business uh, people still learning english so yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of benefits to be <laughs> to be had knowing English, and yeah, get, getting a bit lazy in terms of um, if you, if you were born in an English speaking country, you get a bit lazy because it's so dominant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, but apart from that, I would say that culturally, um, funny enough, I had the codes, you know, uh, already. Uh, my my family at that time, I mean, my uh, 
my grandfather was, you know, like a, a previous, you know, like um, high level, you know, like civil servants uh, in Cambodia. So, I mean, uh, um, so, so yeah, I, I got the education. So it was not too difficult uh, to, to, to adjust in this okay. sense. Great. Um, I had my, my next question was more around the, um, as you said, returnee Cambodians. Um, yeah. Were you seeing, as I, I, you often think of them not returning, but you mentioned that there's probably more than I think there is. So is, are you seeing a lot of Cambodians coming back? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Yes, a lot, a lot. Uh, and um, the, 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 the interesting thing is that they all have, you know, like a, a story behind it's never, you know, like like that, you know, like by chance, mm. uh, because of the story of their parents, because of their grandparents, of the war, etc., and also of the bad image, you know, like of Cambodia uh, among, you know, like these people. I mean, who had them I mean, to leave the country uh, to flew, you know, like to Australia, France, uh, United States. Uh, we all had, you know, we all carried, you know, like this uh, uh, this this memory. Uh, quite painful, in fact. Um, and therefore, you had like different wave and different, you know, like type of returnees. You have the returnees, you know, like um, of my, the generation of my parents who are struggling a lot because they want, I mean, to feel useful. I mean, they're looking, you know, like in the new Cambodia, you know, like uh, uh, the, the vestige, you know, like of what they left. Uh, and it's difficult because the country has changed so much. Um, maybe, I mean, you know, like, but also during the war, you know, like all the intellectuals, you know, mm. like uh, uh, were killed. So uh, the, the base of the population, it was mainly, you know, like the one, I mean, who succeeded to survive, which were not so many, uh, but but also, um, also, you know, like peasants, you know, like people, I mean, who were, you know, like more manual. Uh, and, and therefore you had, I mean, this gap of people, educated people coming back wanting i mean to uh to 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 help and to support and and to rebuild the country but i mean uh, not all of them were able I mean, to adjust because i mean because you know like there was you know like this huge gap you know in terms of understanding and they have not all of them you know like uh, suffered from the war, you know, like I mean, they left before. So it's quite interesting. I mean, this generation, I think that they struggle a lot, you know, like in in in, in uh, adapting and in accepting I mean, what, what the country, you know, like uh, became. Uh, for my generation, I think it's easier, less expectation and also a discovery, you know, like a, a discovery that Cambodia is not, you know, like the the, the bad country uh, that, you know, like uh, our parents, I mean, uh, talked about. Uh, so for me, I mean, it was all positive. And I must admit that I, I have, I'm much more, you know, like accepting here than I was, you know, like as a professional, for example, you know, like in Europe. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm more tolerant about here. Gotcha. And maybe let's, um, in terms of your career in Cambodia itself, maybe yeah. bring us through that journey as well about, you know, how you started and sure. where you are now. Yeah, It's an interesting one because obviously, you know, like as a portfolio manager, when I came back, I mean, there was no position for me. Uh, so even banks, you know, like there was not so many banks. I mean, there's, there were few, but I remember that at that time, I, I was even afraid, you know, of having a bank account, you know, like I was, you know, like just, 
cashing, you know, like with my with my card. Um, so it, it, I, I think I was very lucky because it was in 2003 that I came back. Uh, the country really started I mean, to boom at that time. Um, I took a position of uh, in 2004 of uh, the director of the French Chamber of Commerce, uh, Cambodian French Cambodian Chamber of Commerce. Um, the French community has always been very active, and uh, not with you know like big FDI or big companies sitting here. There were only few, and there's still you know like few, uh, but more with local. Um, uh, local people, I mean, individual, I mean, who set up, you know, like uh, the companies because they had the opportunity. I mean, they came back. I mean, when, when the, the, the country started to, to reconst the, re the reconstruction. Um, so the, the, the base of, you know, like the, the, the French community, I mean, was already quite good. Uh, so I took it. Uh, for me, it was, you know, supposed to be a, a part-time job. And then I was lucky I mean, to, uh, to have, you know, like a, quite a, a dynamic, you know, a community. We also had the, the, the support of the French embassy. Uh, and uh, it was three um, very interesting years. And okay. this is where, you know, I started also, I mean, to understand the concept and, and the use uh, um, how to use, you know, like a network, very important in a, in a country, you know, like, the, and you know, I mean, these, I mean, the, the importance of network, you know, like in Asia, uh, not only, you know, like the local ones, but also among, you know, like the community, French community, I mean, the foreign community, um, things, I mean, can go much faster. Um, so I did that after three years and after uh, I was hired, you know, uh, to join um, to join a private equity fund. Quite interestingly, so it was very early stage. Uh, it was a spin-off of the first private equity, uh, which the name was Leopard. Uh, so uh, the the uh, the two co-founder, you know, uh, trying I mean, to have a, um, a specifically dedicated, you know, like fund uh, for Cambodia. Unfortunately, uh, there was, you know, like the, um, uh, in maybe it was in 2008, 2009, you know, like the financial crisis. Mm. So uh, we were, you know, in the process of raising funding. Um, and uh, yeah, so thankfully it did not work because let's be honest, it was way too much early. I mean, to have, you know, like a private equity fund, uh, especially managed in a way, you know, which was very traditional uh, in Cambodia. Uh, so after one year, I mean, um, so yeah, closed. Uh, and then what did I do? Yeah, so I was um, working in um, uh, in a frontier market um, uh, legal firm, DFDL, who's now, you know, like I would say the leading, you know, like firm in, in Cambodia. Uh, very interesting. Uh, I was also a consultant in strategy, also helping on the market entry, you know, like uh, process, etc. Uh, and then what else? Uh, so after that, I joined your cham, the European Chamber of Commerce, um, a big project um, financed by uh, the European, um, the European, you know, Commission. Um, very interesting. Uh, very interesting because we focused, you know, like the work on um, advocacy. So we were, you know, like working with the government. 
to uh, to you know like to improve you know like uh, market entry in Cambodia, and I also had you know like this role of promoting Cambodia abroad. So these, I mean, was really really interesting. Mm. And uh, when I left, you know, your chance, so I started I mean, to do all these uh, different things. Um, and yeah, so what I can say is that um, it's honestly in in. Cambodia, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you can do, I mean, you can reinvent yourself, you know, like many, many, many times. Mm. So uh, that's that's the beauty of, you know, like being in a country like this. Um, yeah. And uh, so many opportunities for everyone. Yeah. No, no, it sounds Sorry. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying like normally when you, when you don't think about, um, when people re- like return to say a country like Cambodia after, you know, not knowing much, but then because, you know, it's still a developing country, there's all these opportunities that are there that people maybe aren't aware of, I guess. Um, especially when you look from the outside, you think, oh, it's a poor, you know, backward country, but in reality, there's actually probably more opportunities, you think. Um, do you think your career has, you know, if you state in France or Switzerland versus staying, you know, being in Cambodia, you know, how, how do you weigh up your career at the moment? Oh my God. I mean, it would be totally different. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going, I mean, to criticize, but indeed, you know, like most of my friends, I mean, who were working, you know, like in the banking sector, they still are in the banking sector. So, I mean, they have better position, nicer house, nicer car, nicer everything. Um, but they stayed, you know, like in the banking sector, uh, and uh, or maybe I mean they moved, you know, like from banks, I mean to maybe M and A if lucky, if they're lucky. Uh, so it would have been, you know, like uh, totally different. Uh, I wouldn't have been able at all, you know, like to uh, to do all these things uh, that I'm doing right now. Um, yeah, I mean, completely different. Yeah, that's for mm. sure. Uh, no regret at all. <laughs> Fantastic. And I think there's also something about, as you mentioned, because, you know, your heritage is Cambodian. There's always that, I guess, uh, that connection that ties you back to that country. And to be able to see the country develop over the last 20 years now must be pretty amazing to witness. Um, on that point, actually, you know, what are your thoughts, you know, starting, you know, 18 years ago when you first arrived to where it is today? You know, how much has it grown? What what, are you, what, is, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, no, amazing, you know, like unbelievable when you think about it. Um, when I, when we arrived, you know, as I said, you know, it was, it was very, uh, it, it was a developing countries. I mean, really, I mean, to say it nicely, but it was underdeveloped. Um, now, I mean, it's like a, a middle income economy. And really, I mean, you can see that. So I, I don't want, you know, like to paint, you know, like a picture would would be, you know, like a, a, not well, I mean, criticized because obviously, I mean, you have a huge, you know, like gap between the rich, the poor, uh, between, you know, like the, the countryside and the urban area. Uh, Phnom Penh, obviously, you know, like is very lucky. We have everything. I mean, it's a, it's it's not an island of pro- prosperity, but uh, there's so many opportunities, right? Um, it's probably different in the countryside and, and, uh, and uh, when you have, you know, like a big shock, it's hitting hard, you know, like the, the, the poor people. Um, but still, uh, when I started, I remember, you know, like the average, because I was promoting, you know, like actively Cambodia and uh, the, the average, you know, like maybe um, uh, GDP, I think was around 300, 400. Now, I mean, it must be around 1,600, you know, like uh, uh, per habitant. So, 
you have since more than 20 years an average of 7% growth um, uh, every year, you know, uh, for the country. And this, you know, like makes Cambodia among, you know, like the top performer in ASEAN. Uh, probably, I think, the, the second one. Um, maybe the first one, because the, the first one, I think, was Myanmar. And now it's like a little more complicated. Hmm. Um, so, and, and nobody knows that. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, the, the country has changed tremendously. Uh, what is also striking, you know, like is the is the education. I mean, not not the education, but the rise of the middle class. You know, like uh, uh, twenty years ago, I mean, all these young people. I mean, who, who were sent uh, thanks, I mean, to the to the support, you know, like of, of countries like France or Australia or United States. Uh, they were sent, I mean, to do their studies, you know, like um, abroad, and they came back. And they started, you know, like the business and now they're very well, you know, like uh, established. I mean, some of them are uh, secretary of state uh, in, in some ministries. So the young generation is super promising. I mean, you have like some really, really impressive talents. Great. No, and uh, this is, yeah, this is really, you know, what is striking. You know, like at that time there was, well, I mean, nothing, you know, like, uh, and, and now, I mean, everything is here not perfect for sure you know like a uh, a lot of uh, a lot of um, still inequalities um but uh, but it's improving definitely no that's fantastic to hear thanks for sharing your journey um obviously cambodia has changed like many other countries in asean and southeast asia has changed a lot you know for the good um economically and so forth um it's actually quite funny before we jump onto the next topic um I think there was a social me- the social media um, something happened in social media a couple of years ago where this little Cambodian boy could speak like ten languages or something. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a really cool story because you know he was like very young, came from a very poor village, um, but afterwards he managed to because of social media he he managed to find uh, I think he was offered many scholarships. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like and, in China, yeah. every member. And he ended up, uh, ended up going back to China. And then I was researching him a while back and he actually came back to Cambodia. He couldn't come back because of COVID. So I think he's now part of a talent agency in Cambodia, like a social media talent agency. So yeah, no, it's quite quite interesting because I, I didn't think this sort of industry exists yet um, in Cambodia, but this is everything. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you have like um, entertainment, you know, like industry is, is, is increasing. Um, I think uh, so. Yeah, uh, I'm not much aware about that, but uh, I'm not surprised. I would say. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people on you know social media, YouTube, that sort of stuff in in Cambodia. So now, really, really, really interesting to see. Um, may, maybe let's just move on to um, the opportunities in Cambodia. So I guess your expertise is probably around maybe foreign direct investment from other countries and so forth, uh, or maybe everything, anything you, you want to say. Everything. Um, yeah, everything. <laughs> so yeah, what, are, what, are, what do you think the main opportunities, you know, are in Cambodia at, at the moment? Oh, no, there are many, but, but let's be honest. And, uh, and also uh, let's start, you know, like the expectation rights. Mm. Uh, Cambodia is a small country. Yeah. And therefore, uh, the, the opportunities, you know, like might be, you know, limited uh, by this, uh, this aspect, you know, like only 16 million inhabitants. 
Um, they also have, you know, like very powerful, um, very powerful, you know, like neighbors. Uh, you, you have on one side, you know, like Vietnam, I mean, which is super dynamic. And on the other side, um, on the other side, uh, Thailand. Uh, who is also, you know, like more developed. So, so it's not it's not easy. I mean, for Cambodia, you know, like to uh, uh, to 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 manage. I mean, to be in between and, and to uh, to attract, you know, like um, uh, investors because I mean, a lot, you know, like are are tempted, you know, like to uh, uh, to go, you know, like a, 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 and go faster. But uh, they have, you know, like a great advantage. It's that it, they're very uh, business friendly. They're very business friendly um, in the sense that um, you have no discrimination in uh, Cambodia. I mean, you can set up your business without uh, having, you know, like a local partner. Um, you have uh, decent, you know, like uh, tax, uh, tax, you know, like taxation, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, honestly, th there's, you know, like the... Ease of doing business uh, from the World Bank um, is not reflecting that. And it was, you know, like a big fight, I remember, uh, from the government. And also I was also complaining about this fact because I did not believe that it was it was putting Cambodia so low, you know, like on the, uh, on the list. Um, there's different reason in that, you know, uh, obviously, um, there was, you know, like when you hear about uh, the the complaints of investors, uh, they were complaining, you know, about bureaucracy. So let's say maybe a little bit red tape uh, behind. Uh, bureaucracy was was a big uh, hurdle. Um, also logistic, uh, the road, you know, at that time it was complicated. And the cost um, of energy, you know, like electricity is very, um, is expensive and is still very expensive. So all these things make it uh, that um, a lot of the growth of Cambodia was based only on very few sectors. And the country need, I mean, more diversification. So the four sectors are um, government, uh, real estate, agriculture and tourism. Uh, the thing is that you have, in fact, opportunities in almost, you know, like every sector, in everything, but the perspectives, you know, are, I would say, limited uh, by the size of the country and the size of the internal market, because even if the middle class is increasing, it's not increasing as fast, you know, in terms of uh, purchase power. Uh, than some of our neighbors, simply. Hmm. Uh, but I would say that you have like a lot of opportunities where I see, you know, opportunities, obviously, you know, like huge opportunities in education, in services, um, in agriculture, uh, still, you know, like in, um, especially, you know, like in, uh, in um, um, everything related, I mean, to transformation and export. Um, you also have opportunities, you know, like in uh, energy, renewable energy. Uh, you have opportunities uh, a bit less now, but in retail, you know, like at that time, um, uh, retail and uh, has developed uh, quite a, quite a lot already. Uh, but what else? Um, healthcare probably, but not easy. I mean, for for. Um, uh, for uh, for you know like um, a private company, um, but but, uh, but you, you have you know like um, a lot of niche um, here again. 
So yeah, I, I would say that uh, it's it's quite um, super developed. The only thing is that in the finance sector, uh, we have you know, a financial sector which is quite developed. In fact, you know, microfinance, uh, uh, banks, I mean, it's already like a little bit crowded, so I wouldn't go there. But uh, everything related I mean, to services, access to, uh, uh, to finance for SME, I mean, you still have like a, a lot of opportunities. Gotcha. Out of curiosity, um, in terms of We'll start with um, foreign direct investment investors. Say maybe we can yes. start with, with with Europe or I think obviously China is a big obviously a big player in the market. But um, I'm wondering who else is looking at Cambodia at the moment and what are they investing in? Uh, that, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, you have, I think that the, the main um, opportunities. I mean, would come more from from the region. Uh, unfortunately, as I explained I mean, to you, uh, Cambodia I mean, still is uh, a market that is perceived you know, as risky, um, as risky uh, for different reasons. Um, and it suffers for a bad perception, I mean, from Western countries, um, from Europe, uh, but also from United States and uh, from, uh, from also from Australia, in fact. Um, I don't say that it's like that bad, but you don't have like much, you know, like big groups uh, in Cambodia. Um, but in, I would say that because of, of, the, of maybe a better knowledge, uh, you have more Asian investors, China a lot, but also, you know, like uh, countries like um, um, Korea, Japan, uh, obviously, Singapore is also interested, and Thailand, Vietnam, etc. So, for now, unfortunately, you know, like we have not been able, I mean, to attract that much uh, investors. I mean, from um, Western countries like uh, Australia or, um, or 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 France, even France. You have a lot of uh, you have a big French community, but it's more you know individuals, not FDI, not you know like uh, huge, uh, I mean, big big companies except very few, you know, like Accor, for example, you know, in tourism, um, also in uh, in uh, airports, Vinci, uh, but uh, transport and that kind of thing. Uh, but but for, for the rest, you know, for the individuals, I mean, they are everywhere in services, a lot in, in, in uh, tourism, you know, uh, tourism-related activities. Um, yeah. Gotcha. What's the expat? Uh, you mentioned there's a you know French community as you know obviously I think uh, we, from history that's pretty obvious. But um, I was just wondering in terms of the expat community over the last twenty years, has that has that grown? Like, are you seeing different sorts of people coming to Cambodia? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, Cambodia offers you know like a lot of um, opportunities even for foreigners. Not only I mean for returnees. Maybe the problem is uh, to, um, I, I mean, for them, it's, um, it's not always, you know, a country where you can make a career. Mm. It's opportunistic. So you have, you know, like the young generation of, of uh, young graduates, I mean, who, who are coming, I mean, to discover the country. I mean, they liked it. Uh, they see the possibility, I mean, to start, you know, like or set up or their own company. Uh, so, I mean, they're trying. Uh, not always easy. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's not, you know, like you don't, you know, just do business like that. I mean, it takes uh, commitment and, uh, but, um, and you have, I mean, the one, I mean, who are looking, I mean, for, uh, for opportunities. So 
uh, for opportunities, I mean, to work. And they are, you know, like you, you have like some opportunities. The problem is that uh, the, the 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 human resource, you know, like uh, is quite scarce in Cambodia, but um, it's not, you know, like as um, how can I say um, organized maybe uh, than in other countries. So I mean, you can come and and um, and, and find, you know, like a job, uh, you know, like really not well paid, and then you know, like uh, jump to another opportunities and have your salary double, tripled. Mm. Um, of course, I mean from a very low, you know, like. Uh, uh, base, but uh, uh, for example, you know, like in the finance sector, you know, like honestly, I mean, it's decently paid. Uh, it decently paid, not from companies, unfortunately, you know, like maybe based here, but from companies, you know, like uh, abroad. I mean, who are setting um, uh, funds or or um, or uh, international companies. Uh, so um, there are opportunities. The problem is that. If you're a young graduate, I mean, how do you want I mean, to make a career being a foreigner? Mm. It's not easy. Uh, so you can find, you know, like opportunities, a job, etc. But building your career is, is something else, you know, like, or you set up your own company, but, you know, like climbing all the steps. Mm, not Difficult. always, you know, like so. <laughs> not always so so straightforward, mm. I would say, you know. Gotcha. And And the goal is indeed, you know, like at the end to... Well, I mean, to hand it over or to have, you know, like local staff, because I mean, they will speak the language. I mean, they will be more, you know, they will know, you know, like the context, etc. But the foreigners who are here, I mean, for a long time, I would say that if they're recognized, I mean, by their community, you know, like a practice, um, they don't have like much difficulty I mean, to find a job now, for sure. But would they like, I mean, to stay? I don't know. You know, like some of them. Yeah, because some of them, you know, like they have, you know, like their family. I mean, they grew, they, they have, you know, like children growing up here. But at some point, I mean, they need, I mean, to go back mm. uh, to um, for education because education here is not at the same level. Mm. Let's be honest, you know, like uh, than in Europe or in other Western country. Um, so. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point, you know, like um, there's, you know, like this not only temptation, but, you know, like this big decision, would I need, should I stay, you know, like, or should I go, I mean, for, for different reasons. Gotcha. And just on that topic, and I was going to ask you this a bit later, but in terms of your, you've been in Cambodia for, what, 18 years now. Uh, what yeah. are your thoughts about staying long like longer term or do you plan to go back to europe at some point what are your thoughts oh no no way i mean not going back <laughs> not going back but it's true that you know when, when i'm talking about kids uh, it's mm. uh, it might be an issue at some point uh, my uh, little one i mean he's only nine uh, ten now mm. uh, but when the three of them will study abroad uh, probably i would want i mean to be nearer uh, you know, like, uh, and if they have, you know, like families and if they have, you know, if they do this, not only their studies, but their life, you know, like in, in Europe or somewhere else, uh, there would be probably the temptation of going there, you know, like a part of uh, the time. Uh, but yeah, for me, home is Cambodia, definitely. Gotcha. In terms of, uh, and going back to the previous topic in regards to, you know, people, you know, starting their own business or people maybe that are looking to return to Cambodia for whatever reason, or maybe they're an expat interested in, in the opportunities, um, where, where do you suggest they start? Um, like maybe first we can talk about, you know, how do they build their local networks maybe as a starting point? Um, where, where, where can Indeed. they start? Yeah. 
network, you know, like you have amazing network in Cambodia, uh, community network, uh, if, if they are, you know, like French, I mean, they, they can go into the French community, you know, there's a French chamber, your champ. if they have, you know, like American, I mean, there's an American community. So the network, you know, like is, is the first one uh, to, to look at. Um, you don't have really much headhunters, but depending on your skills, I mean, you can also target, you know, like some uh, existing companies here uh, that are, you know, struggling sometimes, you know, in finding good resource. Uh, they are struggling um, in finance. I mean, there's still a lot of needs, obviously, uh, but also, you know, like everything related, I mean, to technical resource, such as engineers, IT, etc., is very much sought after. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, a lot of needs, yeah. And in terms of startups and entrepreneurs, have you been see, seeing many, even within Cambodia or even foreign entrepreneurs that are coming to, maybe they see a gap in the market, they want to improve education or they want to, you know, yeah. improve. Are you seeing a lot of them coming to Cambodia over the last few years? Um, okay, so, so the startup community is extremely, you know, like uh, active, but I would say more, um, uh, more local. Uh, because you have a, a, a wonderful um, ecosystem that has been built, you know, like maybe I would say not recently, recently, but maybe I mean since five years, uh, who's really exploded. Uh, Cambodia is has a lot, you know, like of uh, SME. Um, I think that it composes, you know, maybe ninety five, ninety eight percent, you know, like of uh, of the of the background of the economy. Uh, and some of them, I mean, most of them are still, you know, like informal. Uh, so the government, you know, like has put a lot of efforts also, I mean, to formalize, you know, like this economy, providing a lot of support, I mean, to this SME. Uh, but also uh, on the same time, you have all these donors uh, came in here and, and trying mean, to support also this, uh, this, uh, this community. So uh, um, at the end, uh, the startups also, you know, like because I mean, uh, it's also easier uh, to target them. Um, regarding a foreign startup, you have some. I mean, there's not so much discrimination here. Again, uh, you have, you know, like a, um, a lot of pitching competition and the pitching competition, you know, like a, um, there has been. I would say there has been, you know, like a generation of foreign startup plus local startup that was very successful five years ago. Uh, now, what we see is more, you know, like the second or third generation. And, uh, and the one I saw were more local. Would it be a nice place, I mean, to, to do a startup? Yeah, it's possible, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of it is going to depend on the person who comes to the country and what, exactly. their, what their vision is and how hard and, you know, how determined they are as well. So, you know, how well they network, you know, what, what, what they bring to the table. So, yeah, yeah. And, and simply also because, you know, like uh, being a startup, I mean, you, you, you don't get paid uh, at the beginning yeah. and you have a I mean to invest your, you know, like savings. Uh, so maybe it's easier for local startup who have the support of the family than, you know, like a foreign one, I mean, who just came and, you know, like start from scratch. I mean, you, you need to survive, you know, like during the period where uh, where it takes off. So, uh, uh, so but, but no, no, I mean, there has been few. Uh, but uh, when I had in mind when you were talking about that, you know, like with the young one, but there are startups, I mean, I mean I'm wrong, you know, but there are startups, you know, like setting 
set uh, up by more, I would say, um, uh, mature, you know, like a profile, uh, I would say experienced profile, who are which are very successful. You know, I have one in mind, like Boost, you know, like Boost Capital, for example, it's a startup, but uh, uh, they, they were created by, you know, like um, uh, two people. I mean, it must be, you know, like around 40 with an experience, etc. And yeah, uh, so... Um, Different profile, I would say, for the startup. For a startup, you know, like more, you know, like the people are maybe um, uh, more, you know, like experienced. Mm, yep, understood. And in terms of, say, maybe a returnee or a, or a foreigner that's coming to Cambodia, you know, what, what are the, and especially from your experience, what do you think the cultural differences are? Say they are coming from a Europe, what, what are the big business cultural differences? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I think that the big one is the concept of face. Mm. You know, like in Asia and in Cambodia, the concept of face is extremely important. I mean, you don't shout, you know, like to people. Uh, you don't shout, you know, like um, uh, if you're a foreigner and you shout, you know, like on your Cambodian staff in front of everyone. Um, I mean, they would just, you know, like leave, you know, like uh, and, and that's it. You know, like you will not be able I mean, to build trust anymore. Um, so that's that's one point, and um, and uh, foreigners sometimes uh, are seen less now, but in the in the past, you know, like uh, were seen, you know, as sometimes looking down, you know, like to local people. Um, but um, let that that said, you know, like uh, I think it's it's also a myth because now the people are much more, you know, like with internet, blah blah blah, etc. I mean. I think, you know, like this, uh, this uh, globalization, you know, like this more, you know, like anchored now and, and people are much more respectful, you know, on, on, the, on, the, on the different culture. And they're more used, I mean, to hear about, you know, like uh, the, the, the cultural difference. Um, the second thing is that because of the concept of face, uh, Cambodians sometimes do not tend to be very direct. Uh, so sometimes it can lead them into lies. So <laughs> because I mean they don't they want to protect you or they, they don't want them I mean, to hurt you and to hurt your feelings. I mean they will they will simply lie, you know, like protesting of this and that for their departure. Well, I mean, they're leaving, I mean, simply because they're not very happy or they're not uh, they're leaving for another salary. Uh, they will protect, you know, like that they're their mother is sick or whatever. Uh, so this is sometimes, you know, like difficult to handle, you know, for a foreigner. They don't understand, you know, like uh, they say, oh, but he, they're lying, I mean, to, to, to me. Well, no, I mean, they just, you know, want to protect your feelings. Um, so there are things, you know, like the, that, that need, I mean, to be understood. And yes, I mean, I think that there are, you know, like some, uh, some uh, tacit uh, codes that you need, I mean, to learn about, you know, like Cambodians the importance of certain, you know, like uh, uh, certain, you know, like uh, moments uh, in their life, you know, like when we are the, you know, like the equivalent of Easter, uh, it's super important, you know, like you just can't, you know, like, um, I mean, to just leave, you know, like to, 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 to celebrate that with their family, uh, you, you can't, you know, like you just can't uh, do anything. Um, and in terms of other cultural difference, you, well, I mean, Cambodian are more, you know, like, uh, 
they're very nice in general, you know, like always smiling, always, always, you know, like super nice. Uh, maybe, I mean, they tend, yeah, not to be straightforward. That's what I was saying. Uh, but um, very, very relaxed uh, in, in, in many ways. But here you have also, you know, like a lot of um, um, Cambodian of Chinese uh, ascendants. And this one, you know, like are slightly also different. I and mean, they're more, you know, like Chinese in the way of seeing things. Um, what I also admire, you know, like uh, you have also some, a lot, some among, you know, like the new generation, a lot of overachievers. Uh, education plays a very important role, you know, like uh, at least uh, for the one, I mean, who are, you know, like in the urban area. Uh, and uh, and you have a lot of you know like students I mean who are working, studying, having a second study, uh, helping in doing, setting you know like a startup, uh, doing competition. So um, yeah, I mean they they are you know like really eager to succeed. It's a it's a it's a country where you have a very very strong entrepreneurial mind. Um, it has its pro and cons. Uh, for example, a lot of um, uh, education, you know, like the education system was based also on demand and the demand was more, you know, like on being, um, doing business. Uh, while there's a need, you know, like for technical, uh, for technical, you know, like uh, training uh, studies uh, for um, IT, etc. And it's not like that popular because, I mean, everyone wants to set up, you know, like their business. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, this, this very, very strong entrepreneurial mind. So this is what I can say, yeah. Great. And I guess for someone that's looking at Cambodia and maybe they haven't been there before, or not, not, don't know much about it, like what, what's life like day to day? Like, you know, obviously you came from France, which is very... As you said, no, comfortable. It's, right? <laughs> no, yeah. it's it's wonderful. Um, it's wonderful. But okay, so if you live in, um, um, I, I can only say you know about Phnom Penh because mm. uh, this is you know where we live. But in Phnom Penh, I mean, you have you know like uh, this very international you know like environment because I mean you have like a lot of foreigners um, and everything is so practical. So life is not cheap, but quite cheap, um, maybe like Thailand or Vietnam. Uh, in some ways, I mean, you it can be, you know, like a little bit more expensive because the country is not producing a lot of things themselves, but they need to import. So, I mean, in that sense, I mean, it can be a bit more expensive than, uh, than Thailand or Vietnam. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can live, you know, like um, decently, I mean, with a low salary, obviously. Uh, it's a country that attracts a lot of uh, of um, of um, uh, retired uh, retired people, for example, um, and and it's small, you know, like it's it's not, you know, like a mega city, so uh, you can uh, you can cross, you know, like the whole uh, the whole, you know, like uh, main, you know, like center in less than half an hour. Uh, very practical. Um, it's very easy to live. And and uh, yes, I mean, super nice. I would say, honestly, I mean, it's really nice. There's only two drawbacks in living in Cambodia. Is uh, First, I mean, the cost of education. Uh, so I'm very lucky because um, I put my kids, you know, like in, um, in the French, um, uh, French school, which is partly subsidized by the French government. But if you want, you know, like a decent uh, school, it's quite, it can be quite expensive. And uh, the cost, you know, like of uh, healthcare. Uh, 
healthcare it's complicated so uh, so these, you know, like if uh, if you need, you know, like um, I would say constant, um, uh, uh, yeah, support in, in, in this regard, or if you have, you know, like something recurring that uh, needs you to go to hospital, it can be extremely expensive. I mean, if you have, you know, like something serious. Mm, gotcha. Um, I know we're running out of time, so I'll ask the last, or maybe another 15, 20 minutes, but um, we'll see how we go. Next question, I, I just... To go back to Cambodia as a country, um, I guess maybe in more recent year, obviously COVID has been an issue over the last two years and so forth. Like, where, where do you see Cambodia heading? Like, what's the status at the moment? Oh, I mean, they have been, you know, absolutely wonderful. You know, uh, Cambodia is seated as a one who has managed, you know, like the, the best, you know, like the, the COVID um, episode. Uh, so we were complaining, that's true, uh, but uh, honestly, I mean, we were very lucky because um, uh, the government believed uh, from the very beginning, you know, like uh, in the, in the uh, vaccination. So they did, you know, like a massive vaccination campaign. Second, I mean, thanks to, you know, like I would say China, I mean, they got access, you know, like to, uh, to, uh, to vaccines, you know, like from China. So maybe not the most effective ones, but still, you know, like protecting, uh, uh, protecting. And they have been, you know, like very strict uh, from the beginning. So uh, the combination, you know, like of, um, of um, vaccination campaign, mandatory, uh, and, and nobody had, I mean, to say anything on that, uh, the, 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 the strict, you know, like um, uh, measures, I mean, they closed school. So that, I mean, was a bit hard, uh, I must say. Uh, but everyone had to wear a mask. And, and being in a country, you know, like in Asia, where I would say the concept of Western democracy is not really applied. Um, everyone, you know, like followed. But I mean, it saved the, it saved the country because... Uh, because obviously the, the healthcare infrastructure were not enough, you know, like we had, we would have to face, you know, a big wave of people in the hospital. It would have been deadly, deadly. Uh, so um, it was, you know, each time there was, you know, like episode of contamination, it was very well contained. Uh, and, um, and now, I mean, now, I mean, I think that Cambodia is the first uh, Asian country, I mean, to be fully open, you know, like there's no restriction as long as you're vaccinated. Uh, you don't have a test at arrival. You don't need a test, a PCR test. Only, I mean, if you go through a country, maybe like Thailand, where, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you transit, you know, like through a country where you need a test, I mean, obviously you need a test, but, uh, uh, but yes, I mean, it's, um, and it's, it's, uh, extremely important also for us because the country is extremely dependent on tourism and uh, tourism has been, you know, like down of 95%. Hmm. Um, and it has been, you know, like very detrimental uh, for, you know, um, a big part of the economy. So um, the, the, the government has done, you know, like a lot. I mean, they have done 10 rounds of measures, you know, like to support uh, SME, to support, you know, like the poor, uh, during um, during the COVID, it's not going. It's not you know like obviously it's not enough. Uh, but but um, it was um, it was well managed. Hmm. So that's what I can yeah. say. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. And in terms of you know what excites you 
about Cambodia over the next, you know, five to 10 years, as we come out of COVID globally, you know, what, is there anything um, specifically within Cambodia that excites you the most, you know, in terms of whether it be opportunities or just things generally? Well, uh, yes, I think that uh, COVID in a way has been, you know, like um, has accelerated, you know, like few things uh, related, especially you know, into uh, technology. Um, Cambodia is not in advance at all right, in terms of technology, but it has leapfrogged, you know, like on certain areas, uh, funny enough. Uh, you know, like uh, the, the National Bank of Cambodia uh, launched, for example, the Bacong, which was, you know, like a, a blockchain-based uh, system. Um, it is considered, you know, by, by, uh, by cryptocurrency, but it's, it's a bit more complicated than that. But, but, but still, um, it's a country, you know, because of its size and because, you know, like of, of, the, of the strong, I would say, uh, governance, uh, that can leapfrog on certain areas. So um, there's a lot of efforts that are being put on um, on SME and now on digitalization. So we're not here yet. Yeah, and and that the reason why I mean it's it's um, it's it's uh, so much effort put on it is obviously because uh, <laughs> because you know like uh, we're lagging behind. Um, but I do hope that there will be many opportunities in this area, you know. Um, and if uh, it can improve, uh, Cambodia is super well located. Um, and if it can be, you know, like a, a base, um, an entry point, you know, for ASEAN, um, and if they can leverage that better, uh, would be would be fantastic. I mean, for me, um, it has a, a lot of uh, advantage. Uh, still, a lot of hurdles are here and challenges, uh, but. Um, for a country, I mean, if you can imagine, which was completely destroyed uh, only 30 years ago, um, I think that the progression uh, is not, you know, like bad. It's not bad. Not, it's not perfect, right? I mean, yeah. I'm very, I'm, I'm very. You're too privileged. honest. <laughs> yeah, it, no, but it, I, I'm, yeah. it's far from perfect. But yeah. uh, but um, I like going to see, you know, like uh, the, the 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 glass, you know, like uh, half full. Mm. Uh, and uh, when you see the progress, I mean, it's it's uh, it's great. Um, the only thing I I think is that implementation is never easy in mm. Cambodia. Uh, you have great ideas. I mean, uh, you have a decent, you know, like legal environment. Uh, but I mean, how to implement it? Uh, you have different layers, and sometimes it's uh, it's uh, complicated I and mean, to navigate. Mm. It depends also on your network, on your ability, you mean, to connect with the right people. So in that sense, you know, like this part is more complicated. Gotcha. For yeah. foreigners. Look, I think every developing country has struggles, right? Every everyone exactly. has their, has their problems. So I, I don't think Cambodia is any different to anywhere else. I think over time it gets better, but you know, you just gotta be patient and see what happens. Um, the, 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 as we start to wrap up, I, I just wanted to ask you um, in terms of your focus, you know, with, you know, this year or over the next, you know, short to long term, what, what are you focusing on? What do you really want to do? Ah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I was so busy because here, I mean, you can be so busy, you know, like uh, as, as, as soon as you, you, get, uh, uh, you get a bit known uh, by the community. Uh, so... Um, 
well, I mean, I would like him to continue indeed, you know, like to to train the new generation, you know, like to uh, in 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 things in uh, in finance, for example. Uh, it's extremely uh, rewarding working with the new generation. I mean, they're extremely talented. Uh, they are full of, you know, like life and uh, and 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 uh, and uh, they see things, you know, like really differently. So I mean, working, I mean, with them is fantastic. I'm also involved a lot, you know, like in the startup community. Uh, so it's it's a little bit the same. Um, and um, I think also there's a lot of potential, and uh, I would I'm, I'm involved in it, and I will still continue, I mean, to be involved in it in inclusive business. You know how to uh, how to do business differently in a more inclusive way, uh, and um, everything related to SDG, ESG, inclusive business. Um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of opportunities. Maybe you know in in uh, renewable energy, in electric vehicle, blah blah blah, and that, that kind of stuff. You know, like. Uh, it's a country where I mean, there's so many needs and so many opportunities. Uh, it's always, you know, like um, uh, it's uh, it never stops. So uh, as long as you're passionate about development and uh, and also how to connect, you know, like dots, because it, this is really what it is about. It's a country where you have a lot, you know, like of um, of different parties. That it's not always working very well. But a lot of things are done. If you succeed, I mean, to connect and, and make the ecosystem much more, you know, like uh, efficient, you can achieve a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. So Fantastic. if I can help on that, yeah, that's, uh, that would your, be my goal. Yeah. Your, <laughs> so in terms of your day to day, like, you, like in terms of obviously you do a lot of stuff within the local ecosystem. Are you also um, consulting people trying to get into Cambodia, or are you just not seeing like what? What are your like? What's your? You, are you open to anything at the moment? Like, wh- how do people contact you? I guess like, um, what, what are you open to? Yeah. Yeah. No. Of course. You know, if I can help, um, I, I don't necessarily, you know, like do it. You know, like um, uh, as a consulting, uh, more because yeah, because being you know like uh, being in the in the middle of so many um of so many uh networks uh sometimes it's a bit complicated i mean for me um to take advantage of it because i mean there are some people i mean they're they are doing their business you know like on it uh, so i um i just prefer you know like to get to be able i mean to be connected I and mean, into everyone to get information and and to 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 be able i mean to to be independent you know it, it's a, this concept of independence is extremely i mean complicated but very important i mean for me mm-hmm. um so um i'm not really helping you know like um individual you know like companies um because i don't want to i think it's a bit complicated but i can help them you know like just connect them mm. yes i mean I, but i will do it you know like it's it's not you know it's not yeah, yeah. i would just do it just help them out yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah now that's great to hear um i think as we start to wrap things up i think maybe to get um, obviously, you had a very, you know, very interesting career path so far. You know, you've been started off in Europe and then ended up in Cambodia, uh, and you know, you, you, you're quite happy. Uh, do you have any advice? Just any general advice? It can be anything in regards to maybe young people, you know, um, navigating their careers at the moment. Maybe they feel a bit lost or they're not sure what to do. What, what, what do you have any like general advice that has helped you? In general, I, I would say that honestly, you know, like uh, um, the most important, I mean, is to do things, you know, like with not only with passion, but to 
to do it well, you know, like, I mean, uh, just, you know, like do the, 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 the best as you could uh, uh, in terms of integrity. Uh, I think it's extremely important, I mean, to do, you know, like uh, to work and, and to do things well, you know, like uh, uh, the, the right way um, to be honest, etc. cetera. Um, but I, I would have said, you know, like uh, before maybe, I mean, uh, work with passion, but it's not true, you know, like sometimes you cannot, you know, like you cannot, you cannot simply, you know, like follow your passions. Uh, but um, I think that you should need it. I mean, you should, you should do what makes you happy. That's the thing, you know, like sometimes, I mean, you can compromise, but if it makes you unhappy, I mean, just you, you, at some point, I mean, you need, I mean, to, to have a plan B or C um, because uh, happiness at the end uh, should be your yeah, your end goal. Um, for Cambodia, I mean, for the young, you know, like uh, uh, for the for the young generation, um, the advice I mean I would give is that uh, don't be I mean too sometimes I mean too impatient because I mean the the generation of uh, the new generation of Cambodia, I mean they tend you know like to embrace you know like the whole thing that they're super you know like uh, impatient. I mean to to deliver. I mean to 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 do all and to to, to shine. Uh, they should not be afraid. I mean to shine, but but still, you know, like sometimes uh, you can learn. Uh, you can still learn. You know, like you have the impression that you know everything, but no, it's not true. Uh, only time and and experience. I mean, uh, provide you know like the the right uh, uh, the right mindset. And um, maybe I mean uh, my last piece of advice, uh, which is also the motto I really like. I mean to repeat about Cambodia is that everything you know in Cambodia, uh, nothing is easy, uh, but everything is possible. And you have a lot of opportunities, but um, sometimes people tend I mean to have the expectation, you know, really too high because they come here, they see that oh you can do this, you can do that, it's easy. No, it's not. It's not, uh, but uh, even if it's not easy, uh, you can accomplish so many things and you can reinvent yourself, you know, like 100 times. So uh, it's worth it, but maybe it's not for everyone, mm. you know. Just come and see what happens and if you don't like it, you can go go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, yeah. know, so <laughs> just see what it's like. And uh, yeah, maybe you might be, yeah. I mean, some people might be like you, they think stay, they stay a few, you know, one or two years and then they decide to stay the rest of their lives. You just don't know until you, until you try, right? So yeah, yeah. There, there's some, there, there, there are quite a lot of examples indeed uh, who, of people, I mean, who just came and, uh, and decided, I mean, to stay. Hmm. Makes me very happy, I mean, to see that, yes. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, great. Yeah, no, really great to have you on the podcast today. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Had a few technical issues, but we've worked through them. Um, <laughs> maybe uh, how can people contact you or reach out to you or find out more about you? Where should where should they go? Um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, that's where I found yeah. you. So <laughs> the easiest <laughs> <Indeed>. way. <laughs> so, yeah, just go. Yeah, yeah. I usually answer. Uh, I usually answer, no problem. The only thing is that uh, trying mean, to be a bit serious, you know, okay. like uh, <laughs> the, the people, I mean, the people sometimes and they contact me and they say, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't have much time. So uh, if, the, if the question is, is quite precise, uh, I can say yes or no. I mean, I can help or not. Okay, fantastic. All right, great. Now, thank, again, really thanks for your time. I know we've gone a bit over time oh, today, but so. really appreciate your insights and experiences. And I, you know, hope people, other people find this very useful as well. So, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you.
Um, and yeah, thank I'll, you, I'll see you, uh, see you. <laughs> Hopefully, we can. If I ever, if I'm ever in Cambodia, I'll come. I'll come and say hello. Definitely, you're welcome. I would be happy. I mean, to to bring you uh, around. I mean, see the the kingdom of wonder. Fantastic. All right, cool. Thanks for your time, Ratana. I'll catch you later. Bye. Hi, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Feel free to listen to the other clips and episodes on the channel. And remember to subscribe and follow. Have a great day.